Hello, everyone, digital universe, strangers across the internet. Welcome to another episode of City Mouse, Country Mouse, or potentially Country Mouse, City Mouse. That is the sound of ice shaking because I, the City Mouse, Nick or Nicholas Brown, am pouring myself a martini so that you're not really picking up on the pauses again. We'll work on it. So that, well, I, I am picking up on them. I just don't want to interrupt you because I think that's way worse than just letting you fill in your own pauses. Yeah, well, that's fair. So that Catherine O'Hara, who refuses to say her name because if she says it three times, it will summon Beetlejuice. Something worse. Yeah. What, is, what, what do you summon when you say your name three times? Uh, my, my fourth grade teacher <laughs> who hated me. Was it a he or a she? Mrs. King. Mrs. King. Wow. That's she, awful. She, uh, she heard a bunch of us girls talking shit in the bathroom once and she was retirement age or over and anyway she she heard us talking well, she was clearly under definitionally she was well, under retirement clearly. age well she, she was... was she was forced after my class um oh. after my year but she came in and she said you're all a bunch of little bitches <laughs> 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 oh my god but and she was right so i mean <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but you were in fourth grade, so. Yeah, well, we were tough, man. That was a tough. I wasn't tough. I was uh, terrible, terrible, shy, and awkward. But there were some tough girls. What did the tough girls do? Um, they threatened each other. Uh, kicking your ass was a thing. Uh, oh. A lot of a lot of that. Okay. Yeah. Did they bring knives to school? Uh. No, but they were just bigger than me. You know, big, broad shoulders, like swimmers, and yeah, just standard bullies. Standard bullies. We just had a more than our fair share. Gotcha. But it's because all that beef eating Kansas diet. It makes you really aggressive. <laughs> I hear that about. Because we we like to we like to scare the cows and really get their adrenaline pumping, and then we kill them. So you get that extra boost from your meat. It's like monster drink. Okay. Just crueler and worse. Well, full of adrenaline. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, as usual, we are gathered here around these microphones to tell each other stories of city living and country, country living. living. Yeah, okay, great. There it was. And I, we have a theme for those stories. And... I've forgotten already what that theme was. I was going to oh ask God. you before this, but uh, now I'm just going to ask it on the fly. Well, we can change it on the fly, too. That it's Because I don't have anything. I've got a couple of things. It's magic. Oh, magic. Okay. And you okay. were going to talk about Magic the Gathering because you're a huge... <laughs> you oh don't know that. You can't prove that. <laughs> um. Is you it? show me that I'm going to talk about Magic the Gathering. I'd... <laughs> Other people play that, not me. I'm virile. <laughs> You're Hector the Virile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can summon me by playing four swamp cards <laughs> and four cards of any mana level. 
<laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, that's because I'm a planeswalker. <laughs> I, I always wanted to play. They oh. wouldn't. I was. I wasn't cool enough. They no. I was never invited. Because it was. Was it because you were a girl? I don't know. Probably. Do girls not play it? Is it usually just boys? I think it's one of those things where the age at which you play the game is a time when the most logical logical segregating factor is gender. So in much the way that cooties exist on one gender or the other, Magic the Gathering tends to be a, a little bit gender segregated, yes. So the equivalent of playing Magic now would be like the equivalent of having herpes. Yeah, yeah. It was like, like a, it was a social herpes. It was a... <laughs> Cooties, but now it would be. So you don't play as an adult. Oh no, I definitely do. That's what oh, makes okay. it all the worse. I, I guess here I'm going to tell you a story that's adjacent to Magic: The Gathering. Is is it on theme? Is it on topic? Well, I probably could come up with something if I really thought about it that had more to do with magic, as opposed to <laughs> magic. <laughs> All right, let's hear your adjacent story. But uh, yeah, we're gonna stick with magic, because <laughs> uh, that's that's how you pronounce Magic the Gathering. <laughs> so I'm gonna play magic. Magic. Um, yeah, it's, I have a character that I wake my fiance with, which is Buster McNubbins, fourth grade detective, and the voice is <laughs> so, Buster McNubbins is on the case. <laughs> uh oh. It looks like you need some pencils from a trapper keeper. <laughs> Buster needs to clear out his sinuses. Yeah, she's really charmed by it. But mm. if you think that's a lie, then you'd be correct. Because it's usually <laughs> right at right at like 7.30, 8 a.m. in the morning where she's really groggy. And it's like, uh-oh, somebody's sleepy. This is a case for Buster McNubbins. <laughs> Yeah, I have to assume that, like, being your partner is just, like, a thrill a minute, you know? Yeah, yeah. I remember as your roommate, uh, you would sing show tunes. To you? I, or just uh, in general? Uh, just at me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds more like me. Uh, I, I liked it. I like a, I like a man who sings. Yeah, Shara does not. She, <laughs> she yeah, specifically this week... I proposed a song to sing at our upcoming wedding because there's this lovely song called The Loneliness Waltz, which is a beautiful song by the Ballroom Thieves. And I really like it. And it and it has some really lovely sentiments involved in it. And I said, well, what if we sang this together at our wedding? And I was informed in no uncertain terms that she doesn't want to appear on stage with me because she thinks my singing is not up to par. She would be embarrassed that her new husband could not carry a tune. I think I can carry a tune. I just can't carry it as well. Like, the bucket in which one carries tunes, mine is a slightly leakier, more overfull bucket, but that doesn't mean that the tune doesn't get there. It just means that it leaks a little along the way. Anyway, she definitely told me that I'm not allowed to sing with her, and I think she feels similarly about Buster McNubbin's Fourth Grade Detective. <laughs> But Buster McNubbins... Hey, what if he sang at your wedding? 
<laughs> when you see a guy reach for stars in the sky, you can bet, hey, Shark, come on up here. Unless you got any mysteries for me. <laughs> you could just do that, do your vows that way. Well, I can find, why doesn't Buster marry Shara? Uh, Shara, you have made me the happiest person. <laughs> Now, if you did that, seriously, would she, would she she'd walk say away. no? She'd walk, she walk she'd away. walk away to the great disappointment or maybe, like, thrill of all of our wedding guests. It would be, because that would be a wedding to remember. <laughs> yeah. Your, your friends would love it. <laughs> On a meta level, that would be the best ever wedding. On a personal level, it would be very bad. <laughs> so the story that I'm thinking of to the degree that I have a story here is just coming up that is Buster McNubbins slash magic adjacent involves college. So, so I was an undergraduate at Yale University where we have five United States presidents, I believe, if you count like Bill Clinton. In, in, entombed or you have them. No, no, no. We, we, they, they are graduates. I, maybe it's only four. Let, let me guess. Andrew Jackson. They're the worst presidents. Just like run yeah. through your list of the worst presidents in American history, and they're all ours. Andrew Jackson. He's not actually, but he should have. But I think we gave him an honorary free. degree. Right. <laughs> Last year. Uh, Trump. Trump went there. No, he didn't. Thank God. No, he went to Harvard Business School. They they bear that blight. And actually, he went to Wharton. I, I don't actually. I don't think he has anything to do with Harvard. Jared Kushner has something to do with Harvard. Uh, Bush, yep. the second. Yep. And both Bush. Both boys? Bushes. Both both Bush boys. Both the Bush boys went to Yale. <laughs> the Bush boys. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking a martini as I say this. I am part of the problem. <laughs> I mean, you were in Skull and Bones. Mm. I wish I was in Skull and Bones. Why? Because then I would have known what's in Skull and Bones. You know, you can go on, and I doubt many people or anyone is listening to this, but if they were, <laughs> you can go on Yelp and you can look up in New Haven Skull and Bones because I started a Yelp page for them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you can give them a subpar review. I recommend that you review their food badly. That's what I've been doing mostly. <laughs> Their, their goat slaughtering was amazing, but the way they cooked the, the tenderloin. <laughs> I very much encourage anybody listening to this to go on the Skull and Bones Yelp page in New Haven, Connecticut. I'm doing yeah, it. And rate them. I was sorely disappointed that not more undergraduates had done that since I left. But no, I was not part of any secret society. The secret societies are... Okay. A fascinating institution. They're basically drinking clubs, but they don't have windows. They're windowless drinking clubs. So you were going to Yale. So I was at Yale as an undergraduate. Like, and my college roommate, a man by the name of Dan Kelly, decided we'd live together for two years at this point, or maybe even three. And we were in Yale's divided into residential colleges, which are just think of Harry Potter. Right, Gryffindor, Hogwarts, etc. Mine happened to be called Saybrook. I assume it's AKA Slytherin. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna paint it as Gryffindor, but you beat me to it. So sure. 
or Slytherin. <laughs> no, you're more of a Gryffindor boy. What was the one with all the um, the tubby kids last night? Oh. Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah, Hufflepuff. <laughs> I was going to say Hogwarts, which makes so much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Hogwarts would be the fat kid college. <laughs> if J.K. Rowling hadn't gotten ahead of that, it would definitely be the fat kids college. You can you can do some fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> so you were at Saybrook. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, in the pre-Harry Potter era, you would not have wanted to be at a school called Hogwarts. Right? You would assume. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't you, sound you, flattering. No. No. And I've never thought about that. Yeah. It's all the Terrible. bad things together. It's <laughs> nice, apparently. It's called it's called uh, hog herpes. Yeah, exactly. I'm, think, I'm thinking a lot about herpes. Today. Yeah, you're really you, you got that herpes bone in your mouth, and you're not letting go. Just as a PSA, a herpes bone in your mouth is also how you can catch herpes. Yeah, get that bone out of your mouth. That was a dick joke. Oh, that was good. Dan Kelly, junior year, hands me a 60-card Magic the Gathering deck. Mm -hmm. And he says, we're going to start playing Magic the Gathering. And I am demonstrably embarrassed by this idea. And publicly demonstrably, I blush glaringly. But agree, because... Dan Kelly's a great guy, and honestly, I would be lying if I said it was certainly his idea, but actually, I didn't really resist at all. I was like, yeah, let's do this. I'm playing Forest. You're pl actually, he played Forest. I, was, <laughs> I played mostly Fire and Swamp decks. But mm. <laughs> And the reason that this is magic-adjacent rather than magic-oriented is that that was the start of my mild addiction to Magic the Gathering. It happened when I was 20. So I have none of the no girls allowed excuses, although we did also allow no girls. Not deliberately, just that happened to be how things were because we both wanted to date women and we assumed that that was something that you could not do if you also played Magic the Gathering. So we established a rule in our dorm that if someone knocked on the door while we were playing Magic the Gathering, we would say, don't come in, I'm masturbating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which invites college kids into your room. Yeah, well, the theory was that announcing your public masturbation was less embarrassing than announcing what you were actually doing, which was playing Magic yes. the Gathering. But I would think it would have the opposite effect of, of people opening the door. If they heard that, they're going to come on in. Well, the door was locked anyway, to be fair. But you're right. Why would they knock and why would we say, don't come in if it's locked anyway? We could just... In retrospect, the logic doesn't hold together. At the time, however, we thought this was hilarious and amusing. <laughs> So senior year, we've been playing Magic for some long amount of time. And to the degree that this is a story, this is a story about a truck. And this is why it is Magic the Gathering adjacent. I needed a job. 
senior year of college because I wanted to have money. And so Dan, who was an astrophysics major and thus connected with the science department, said, come work for Yale Recycling because they pay reasonably well. It was $12 an hour or something. It's, but you know, this was 2002 and work with them because then we'll do shifts together and the expectations of the Yale recycling team are so astronomically low for how much gets done in a single shift that you can get one of the tasks you are assigned finished and then spend the rest of the shift doing whatever you want. So Dan Kelly and I would work on shifts together and we would carry pipette tip boxes because that's the primary thing that Yale recycles. And that's why Dan was connected via science because the biology labs, every time you use a pipette tip, you have to throw it out or recycle it in this case because there's the possibility that it is contaminated and will contaminate your future experience unless it is cleansed. So most of what you're doing is just carrying around pipette tip boxes, which just look like little glass condoms or broken perforated glass condoms. Bad, very bad condoms. (laughs) Nightmare condoms. Condoms that do the only thing you don't want condoms to do. And we would do this and we would carry some number of pipette tip boxes to their location or else we would go to the computer recycling center and throw a bunch of computers, old computers out the back of the truck into some big pile. And we'd finish that in the first or second hour of a five hour shift. And then we'd go to the comic book store and buy Magic the Gathering cards and spend the rest of the shift just hanging out and looking at whatever new cards we got. Now, there is a hierarchy within the recycling world. Of course. At least at Yale, there was. (laughs) we're a very hierarchical institution (laughs) the hierarchy within the recycling system has to do with a driver safety course the recycling department has a big truck like a garbage it's it was actually more like a you know a box truck something you get from u-haul but really tall 14 foot ceiling big old box truck to carry stuff around in. And the hierarchy was you weren't allowed to drive the truck unless you'd taken a driver's safety course. And if you had taken the driver's safety course and were driving the truck and had never crashed the truck, you were paid an additional $1.50 an hour. So, yeah, we would move on up to fifteen dollars an hour. I think I think it was maybe it was even two fifty. So it was twelve fifty to fifteen. Wow. So the cream of the crop, or people who had taken the driver's safety course and also had never crashed the truck. Would you like to guess how many of those people existed? In how, well, how many employees did you have? I, I believe there were ten. Oh well, I'd say uh, four four people. Zero. There were zero of them. <laughs> Everybody who had driven the truck had crashed the truck. Oh my god! Is it is it like a 
and obstacle like pipette boxes at like dodging the glass speakers and it wasn't no it was just it was just like a big truck and nobody was used to driving it and they'd send you to this driving you know you can go to a driver safety course but you're at a desk how much are they gonna you know how much you don't get any practice driving a truck so yeah so it wasn't uh like a real driver's test no it was just park it no they would just tell you you know try to look 10 seconds ahead don't back out of places so i as the hero of this story whose goal it is to be superior within this institution on my second week working took the driving safety course oh nice yes so i'm a much safer driver than i was not that safe a driver but safer and the driving safety course gives you a bunch of tips don't back out of parking places if you can avoid it park further away from the grocery store rather than right next to it rather than searching for a place nearby just do the extra walk always drive 10 seconds ahead three car lengths in front of you that kind of stuff yes i take the driver's course and as a senior in college i am on a tuesday afternoon crowned as the elite pay receiver within our organization <laughs> there is one of us who has now taken the driver safety course king of the garbage <laughs> king of the garbage that's how they know me and that one person has not yet crashed the truck and i take the truck out with my companions who are not dan kelly on this occasion so we can't go off to oh. By Magic the Gathering cards, we actually have to do the work assigned to us because I didn't know my colleagues that well. Would you like to guess how many hours I was paid $15? Five. The whole shift. No. It was an hour and a half. Before you wrecked the truck? I crashed the truck. Oh. I didn't crash it. I tore the roof off of it. Do you drive under a portico? No, it was, I backed into a tree, but I didn't see the tree because the, again, the truck was 14 feet high and I backed up into what seemed like a reasonable parking space, but there was a low hanging branch and it pierced through the roof of the truck and tore sort of a seven foot laceration in the vehicle so that you would go into the cat, uh, into the, uh, hauling area not the cab whatever the not the non-cab of the, the bed truck. yeah the, yeah well but it was covered and you would have you'd go into the bed and there was just this angry snarl of mm. blue sky when you were within it <laughs> i unwaterproofed the truck <laughs> for our computer recycling and uh did were you going to not tell and just say, oh, what no, happened? No, I had two colleagues with me. I called immediately to our supervisor. Right. And our supervisor was, as you can imagine, if, if you have 10 employees who have all crashed the truck, <laughs> <laughs> this has to be a call you're expecting. So so who drove the truck if nobody could drive it except for you? Oh, for no, you're hour. allowed to drive it. You just lose your bonus. You just go into oh, the, yeah, the non-safe drive. driver pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh gotcha yeah <laughs> yeah so that's and it was like magic <laughs> <laughs> K 
keeping with our theme of uh, driving into things, I drove a bus for the city of Lawrence, Kansas, also when I was a senior in, in 2002. Did you get yeah. whiplash with me pulling that back to the theme, just by the way? Sorry, I did, I, I, I'm engaged in your story. <laughs> you know, well. I, was, I was already there. I had already said that in my head. Okay, I just, I just didn't want to pretend to anyone that this was a story about the theme itself. <laughs> no, it's uh, it was more of a prompt to get Nikki to yeah think about, think about Magic the Gathering. So the tell other. me about your bus driving career. Well, um, I drove. Is the, that your story? Unless you want to tell a different story, because well, it was got, the prompt was Magic. So. I got the, I got the bus stuck under a portico, so. But it was such a close call. Like, looking back, like, yeah, I shouldn't have gone under it. But it was the short bus. It was the so, city's short bus. <laughs> okay, there's a lot to break down here before oh. you go any further. First of all, driving a bus under a portico is a sentence that in certain municipalities of the South is something <laughs> that people understand. <laughs> but for those of us who are not architecturally versed in <laughs> what the hell is going on, could you explain what a portico looks like? Oh, it's like a... Or is? It's just a, a covered awning, um, what do you call it? a pergola. Um, that a is no more helpful. Structure. Oh, uh, so it's just... So a covered garage, like you don't have a garage, but you just put up some, uh, you know, poles and then you kind of put a roof on it, but no sides. That's a portico. Oh, okay. So it's a bunch what of poles you, with a canvas roof? What do you Yankees call it? It doesn't have to be canvas. This, this one was fucking cement that I was driving the bus under and it, and it scraped. And I just heard like, I was probably halfway in. I mean, so it's like to go forward or back. I mean, I don't know, and uh, what would have been better, but I chose to go forward, and I just go, I went really slowly, and it just like scraped, scraped, and maybe like a bump, and then I finally oh. scraped my way out of there. And, How long did this last? Was this? Oh my God, 10, 10 20, 30 seconds. So it was I mean, like, you long. heard this like, and you take your finger off the, or your foot off of the gas, your finger off the gas. <laughs> I, I do drive. You drive hands. weird. <laughs> I'm into yoga. Um. <laughs> so you're riding in this bus, not driving with your hands. And I'm driving the bus. Uh, you're driving the bus. You hear the scream. And I, and I just keep going. I'm like, and well, you, I'm, and I'm you, you take your foot off for a second yeah. so that it stops. Yeah. So it's like, eee! Stop. Yeah. And I think oh, I'm almost out. I must have been more than halfway because I think it was like, well, I mean, I've gone this far. <laughs> <laughs> because those buses, you know, to back it up, like you had to call. Now, this was the short bus, and so we had different rules. I, I, I drove the long bus, so the, the regular bus uh, in the beginning, and that you couldn't back up. You just weren't allowed to until you called your supervisor, and they had to actually come down wherever you fucked up. And, uh, give you, you couldn't to back, back up. it up. What about under no. normal circumstances? Not under no, no, no. But the short bus, uh, I think you could. And that's what I was driving that day. So I could have backed up, but it would have been, you know, it would have been scary because you can't see behind you. And this was a busy college. I was actually at the college campus. Uh, so this was in Lawrence. In Lawrence, Kansas, and uh, so I just kept going. And uh, you know, it didn't do any damage to the building, which was my. Like, obviously, that would be the worst. And the bus, 
didn't seem any worse for the wear either. I never told anybody. I never got in trouble. <laughs> I just went on. But, I mean, that's... Uh, my test was a lot harder than... I had to parallel park a full-size city bus well, to pass I, my driver's test. But I never crashed my bus. Well, the end result was roughly the same, though. In answer to your earlier question, which has been sticking in my mind because a question unanswered just eats at me. Mm. We Yankees call porticos porticos. It's just that architectural nomenclature is not bred into us like it is in, in the South. Like Southerners, it seems to me, and not that Kansas is South really, but it's, it's nowhere. But you're adjacent. Um, I love the word adjacent. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> but it seems to me that you know if you are of a sufficiently plantationish Georgia bloodline, you arrive at age five years old, and it's like <laughs> the veranda, the portico. <laughs> yeah, but any any others? <laughs> I don't know because I'm a northerner. I can't know these words. <laughs> Yeah, but the blooming vows. Don't, don't you guys have your uh, your dogs' bodies and your amanuenses and your ombudsmans and your? I mean, you have names for people. Those are newspaper terms. Well, amanu, uh, no ombudsman. Yeah, no. Okay, I see. An ombudsman. I mean, you have. These. I didn't grow up in the north. You're don't you stereotype <laughs> me. I didn't grow up anywhere. I'm I'm moved around. I don't have any nouns to my name. <laughs> What I envy about you people who stay in one place, you get to accumulate your diction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were you accumulating? I was busy accumulating, I don't know, I didn't really think, experience? experience. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> Hold on. Ask me again, and I'll edit this out. <laughs> oh, yeah, what were you accumulating? Magic. Do we think that counts as your story about magic? I think it can if you'd like it to, unless you got another. Uh, you know, another story about magic is only that the way it's used now by my friends and, you know, I'm a yoga teacher and I take yoga and so I'm surrounded by a certain demographic and, you know, sure. these, you know my friend Cher, yeah. uh, who is a 10, just just so you know, she's... My friend Cher and my friend... Madonna and my friends, <laughs> Katie Perry. Perry. And my uh, her real name, her given name is Cherilee Willard, but she goes by Cher. And sure. uh, she's, I don't know, she's better looking than you, Nick. Well, come on, let's. <laughs> <laughs> the middle of a pandemic look you're yeah. you're a nine and a half and she's a ten <laughs> let's let's try to pull our punches a little here <laughs> but she she has a why don't we say the same no i don't see she'd be she'd be one of those girls nick that you'd be you'd be pissed off that she didn't like you yeah that's most girls <laughs> i'm getting married Catherine. i know no um, lady ever has to look at me again this ain't no lady, it's my wife. Yeah. 
I'm basically a big mound of irrelevance to the female sex. <laughs> big, big mound of, of irrelevance. That's what I call my penis. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Irrelevance <laughs> to you. <laughs> so Cher has a hashtag. She puts on things. Uh, weaving magic. And hashtag magic and hashtag Bali. Hashtag uh, yoga is life. Hashtag water is life. Oh, God. Uh, hashtag... I, I hate her. Just preemptively. I've never met her, but I hate okay, her. Okay, she is so beautiful. And she's also beautiful on the inside. She's, um... She, she, uh, she lives with love, I think, instead of with fear. That's her husband's name? <laughs> Probably. She has this, uh... Uh, boyfriend now who I think he's Australian. And of course he is. He's beautiful and he's tall and he's oh, broad. And, and he came into the middle of yoga class and called her name Cher, Cher, Cher. And she went to him. I don't think he said it like that though because he's Australian. So he's like, I Cher that. Cher. <laughs> no, he was a, a yeah. He, but he sounded but like a I fire mean, alarm, right? But so, but Cher, you know, and I don't know if it's because she's a, a ten, but she um, creates magic. She weaves magic. Go on. She uh, she is literally bathing in rainbows on her Instagram post. Hashtag rainbow bath. I don't think you can literally do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I contest <laughs> your word. I contest your word usage. I, I'm just, I'm just quoting here. I'm just. Uh, she has a yoga retreat in Bali, and she's a yoga teacher. She was my yoga teacher, and I loved her. I was, I, you know, but I like pretty people. I look, I just like to stare at them. I was like, wow, you're pretty. <laughs> you know, it's fun. I, I'm a, like a little girl at heart. I always like pretty things. I like the pretty people as well. But she um she has a magical life and I think she's she doesn't like me very much anymore, but I mean I can't I mean she would probably say she loves me. Well but of course my she vibration would. it's my vibration is low. Yeah. I think it's lower it's too low for Literally. Maybe. <laughs> she's you know, it's like she's magic and she meets magical people on, on magical beaches and underneath magical waterfalls but she's you know she got the look she could pull it off it would be like scarlett johansson oh she's a scarlett johansson looking uh, person no she's not she's more of a gwyneth paltrow oh that kind of beautiful no she's better looking than gwyneth yeah but she's like stick your figure beautiful no she, well, she's she is she's gwyneth is skinny Cher has these beautiful rounded muscles. She's so strong. She does yoga. Yeah. But she's, look, she's perfect. Should we just make this an erotic podcast? <laughs> oh, romance novels. You are a silly genre. <laughs> I guess you can make some money writing those things. Oh, yeah, tons. Really? Yeah. Danielle Steele's doing really well. You're writing one. No, I'm not writing a romance novel. Are you no, kidding? between an, oct- an octopus and a 12-year-old? Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. That is disgusting, Catherine. Mine is between a perfectly respectable tortoise and a knife. Oh, you know, octopus probably is the sexiest thing I could have seen. Yeah. Yeah, they're weird, right? They... 
bloom into nature. Look at all that suction. You know what else blooms into nature? Magic. Magic.